Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. It's Reality Bites. Every week on the Believe Podcast Network, I sit down with one of my famous, or not, sports-loving, lawn-mowing, beer-chugging guy friends who I force to sit and watch what most men are forced to sit and watch by a loved one multiple times a week in this great country of ours, reality television. Most men pretend not to like it or admit that they watch it, but I force them to talk about it on Reality Bites. I'm Rob Evers, your sports-loving, beer-chugging, girl-chasing host who just happens to be obsessed with reality TV. Today I'm here with Sean Wing, a good friend of mine, whose credits include Hello Ladies, the HBO show starring Stephen Merchant, where he played Glenn, You Again, a movie starring Kristen Bell, Jamie Lee Curtis, Sigourney Weaver, and the incomparable Betty White, uh, 90210, the reboot, he's not that old, R.I.P. Luke Perry, The Whole Truth with Raw Morrow and Maura Tierney from The Affair, and uh, coming up, he has two uh, web series coming up, uh, one is called XDs and the other one's called Wet City. Sean, how you doing, buddy? Hi, Rob. It's good to see you, my friend. I'm curious if I fall under the uh, famous or not. <laughs> well, why don't you tell us? Tell us about your new uh, web series you have going on called XDs. <laughs> Uh, XDs is a show that I developed with my actual real-life ex-wife, Mara Marini, who's hysterical. If you've seen Parks and Recreation, she plays Brandy Max, the porn star. And we oh, uh, developed a friendship after two years of uh, hostility after we broke up. And uh, then we thought our relationship was unique enough to design a show around it. And uh, it's kind of uh, trials and tribulations of dating life in... Los Angeles told through the lens of two exes who are now best friends. Exes, by the way, is um, exes who are best friends. Besties. Besties. Exes. Yeah. But so, uh, you, to- you guys are really best friends. I, I've been around you two a couple of times. Uh, yes. Well, more than a couple of times. And you guys fight like you're married still. You act like you're married still. The only element is uh, sex that is missing now. We we no longer well, have from sex. From what I heard, that's, that's why your exes. From what I heard, I, just, I didn't hear anything about that. I'll just put that out there. Um, yeah, but exes.com. <laughs> All right, we so, have a few uh, episodes that we shot. Proof of concept. Uh, you can go there and check them out if you like. They're funny. Good, good guest stars on that show? You have good guest stars on So that? Rob Evers, the one, the only, is in episode two. If you guys just want to shoot straight to his material, episode two, he plays a porn star. Um, not okay. to give too much away. All right. There we go. So, as I said, this podcast is about me, Rob Evers, sitting my friends down and uh, that usually don't watch reality TV or you're usually talking about sports or girls, or anything other than reality TV, and I make them watch it, or they're already watching it, and then I make them talk about it. So, Sean, I made you watch what show? Uh, This is a show called Project Runway. Project Runway, one of the original competition shows that was on Bravo in the very beginning. I think it was like uh, Top Chef and Project Runway, and then it moved to the Lifetime Network, but now it's back. Back on Bravo, which is the king of reality TV as far as I'm concerned. Andy Cohen can do no wrong. And uh, this season is already filled with drama, drama, drama. Right? <laughs> I, don't, I don't even know how these people have time to sew. There's so much drama. 
Yes, much, much drama. Very, very good show. Very interesting. (laughs) Yeah. What's your relationship with reality TV? Uh, I don't have one. So this was my first foray, and it was very exciting. You never watched any kind of competition reality? I guess I did a long time ago. Mara and I actually used to watch... some of the competitions ones. The dumbest one I ever watched was The Bachelor. No offense to anybody uh, who's listening or offense, sitting offense, across from me. Offense taken. Uh, it's so good, though. I mean, it sucks you in. So I get I get the reality craze. Um, but I got off the boat a long time ago, and I haven't revisited. So that was the last thing I watched was probably ten years ago. Isn't Mara watch- a big fan of? Um- like uh, um, Jersey Shore and all that too, and that's been on. You guys had to be married when Jersey Shore was on. No, that was post. I mean, we, I mean, I think it's been over 10 years. Really? Yeah. Well, this was, I mean, this was a long time ago that Jersey Shore was on. I don't know when it started, but definitely not while we were together. We watched The Bachelor and we watched, um, uh, not The Voice, but what was the first, American Idol. Oh, yeah, which is also back. Oh, so that's a good segue. Good job, Sean. Thank you. Very good segue. So this is a show for all those young listeners out there that was one of the original shows that people would tune into. Heidi Klum was the host we had Michael Kors, we had Nina, we had the whole crew, and you would get involved in all these people who you didn't, they were mostly all from New York, and you would watch them design and, and drama would ensue. Well, now we're back on Bravo, and people are watching again, so it's a new start, so they have to have a new cast, right? So it starts with them having a big, episode one, here's what we'll do, here's what we'll do. We'll go through episode one, we'll mm-hmm. go through episode two, we'll go through and talk more in detail about episode three because that's where we are right now. Episode four comes out next week. We're going to talk about episode three in detail, but right now we'll talk about episode one. It starts out with them having a big cocktail party, Mm -hmm. right? Yeah. Where they can show off all the contestants that are coming from around the world now. It used to just be, you know, local designers and everything. Now they're going, yeah. That's bizarre in the fashion industry. Well, it was. It was. They, they didn't have. It's not your fault. No, cable. Mo- <laughs> cable TV didn't have the money to fly in people and like get all these high profiles. Oh, now, now if you win a, a cable competition, then you're like, you're like high level at whatever it is that you do. Should I, should I give them context with how limited knowledge I have of like reality television and or Project Runway? Should I? I mean, this is my first time watching Project Runway. Right. Okay. Right. I just wanted to give them context so they're not like what. This is your, right, the, your first time watching this show. Yeah, so right, I'm... That I'm, kind of context. I, I, I was a little confused by some stuff, but yeah. Proceed. Okay, so we start off the show one with Carly Kloss coming out, right, and saying the catch line, one day you're in, and the next, you're out. It's very well written. That's how, we, yeah, very... that's how Heidi Klum learned English, is by saying that, by the way. We didn't know she could speak English until she All said All the segues are, are really funny. Now, here's, here's something else that's really funny, is that... All the judges resemble the ex-judges from the past show, right? So they they did, they wanted to change it up so that new people could watch it, but like they didn't want to change it up so much that it didn't go with the concept that worked before. So Heidi Klum is now Carly Kloss, right? Michael Kors is now Brandon Maxwell. Chris, uh, Tim Gunn is now Christian Suriano. It, they, they, they literally are taking the 2019 versions of their old judges and putting them on this show so that it's relatable. Hmm. But they're not changing anything at all, really. They're even keeping Nina, who was the judge the whole time through the first, <clears throat> whatever, 10 seasons that it was on 
and then went over to Lifetime. They have no, they're not innovative. They're just, if it ain't broke. Don't fix it. Yeah. Yeah. So it seems like they don't have any takeaway from like what made it work. Do you know that's a phrase that Tim Gunn used to say? No, I didn't. He used to come into the uh, room when people were working and that was like his, did you, did you live under a rock for a while? Was there like a big, you're from where, Utah? Mm-hmm. I lived under a rock. There's a lot of rocks in Utah. Mm-hmm. Big rocks. Did you live under one for a long yeah, time? Yeah, for a while, yeah. Did they not, was it, sat- about 25. was it satellite TV in Utah? Uh, no, no TV, just rocks and, and uh, Jesus. And <laughs> Joseph Smith. No, yeah, there, there was, yeah. There well, was, it was Jesus. Is that Jesus also? Yeah, it's Jesus, but Joseph Oh, yeah, Smith but then he the, was like, oh, I found these, Jesus, Jesus wrote me these books yeah, and like I found literally them. Literally, like, in rocks, they, like, found the, the right. scripture. They were, like, digging, they were, like, planting beets, yeah. right? Because that's what you guys, you guys eat a lot of beets out there. I don't know. <laughs> this is the best conversation about Project Runway. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, so you had satellite TV, or you didn't have satellite TV. You had a satellite on top of your house that, yeah. like, didn't get anything. You had to, like, move it around a little bit. Yeah, that's right. And uh, so Tim Gunn used to say, he used to go into the workroom back in the day and say, make it work. Make it work. Wow. That's a that cool, was, like, cool his, that was his thing that he said. <laughs> All right. So anyway, so in, uh, in episode one, we get to learn about the contestants, right? Mm-hmm. So we do a runway show where everybody brings in like uh, uh, a look that represents them and what they've done. Go through the whole gauntlet. Now, these shows are an hour and a half long. Most reality shows are not an hour and a half long. It's a little long. It's a little Bachelor's long, two so. hours, but that's, you know, that's a, there's a reason for that. But most reality shows are like an hour. Yeah. Right. Because there's only so much drama you can take. I wish they this a little bit. Yeah. But you have to you have to go through the design. You have to do all that other stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of elements, right? So in this one, we're learning about the people, right? Right. So there's Veni Etienne. I'm going to say that wrong. Veni is the everyman. He's the everyman. He's from thirty one. He's thirty one. He's from Dallas. Mm -hmm. He's an accountant at a bank. Now this is the guy that we're rooting for. Uh, This is what I assume, right? We're rooting for him because he's not like, oh, I designed it at Fashion Week. Oh, I did any like any of this stuff. He's like, I designed it at a bank and, or I work at a bank and when I'm on my free time, I, I design. I mean, you're, you're rooting for him because you're, you identify with him. No, most. I don't design anything. I'm well, like, I think anyone's rooting for anyone that they care about for any very variable of reasoning. It's, it's, I mean, it's like someone might like the Hello Kitty girl because she looks like Hello Kitty. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Were you not expecting this pushback? I, I wasn't. I wasn't <laughs> expecting the Hello Kitty anger pushback. Uh, no, I, I like the Hello Kitty. Hester's actually my favorite. All right, All right. we'll, we'll get, get to we'll get to Hester. Then there's Renee Hill. Renee's 51, and she's from Philly. Now, see, this is where like the guys guy aspect comes into it in the in the sense of like I'm a Philly sports fan, right? Yeah, I have an eagle tattooed on my arm. Mm-hmm. You look behind me; everything up here is Philadelphia. It's important to him, right? Yeah. It's very important to me. I want everybody to know that I'm from Philadelphia, and I cheer for my fucking teams. Yeah, like that's do. it. Yeah, like, it's aggressive, I, and it's, I'm, I'm very aggressive about it's it. Frightening. I I have I won't go to Dallas because I do not want to in, encourage any Dallas fan of any sort in any sport. I, I will actually pay more money to transfer in Detroit so I never have to step foot in Dallas, Texas. That's how much of a Philly fan I am. It seems like a waste, yeah. Okay. This woman <laughs> is from Philadelphia. Okay. That's my point. I get you. Right. So I am cheering for her this whole time. I've already... Just dug, based on that. Just based on that. Okay. Well, she's also a mother of nine. 
Yeah. Right? So she's like the every woman. She's also good. I mean, she's really good. She's really good. Yeah, yeah she's good. Okay, then we then so this is different about this epi, uh, this season of Project Runway is that now we're getting into different cultures, mm-hmm. right? Okay, so Philly Renee is Muslim, Muslim mm-hmm. right? She says she has a hard time. She can't really share a room with other with guys because of her because religion. of her because of her religion. There's Syria. There's India. Um, there, I mean, they're just they're just going through the whole spectrum mm-hmm. of. Um, outside countries and they're really bringing in the dynamic of like multicultural yeah. into this. And I feel like that's going to be a big theme. What do you think? I have no idea. Cause based on, I would assume that that would always be a theme in every season. It seems like that's like the fashion world. It's like all about bringing different cultures together. Well, that's something that they, they bring up is like, it, it's, it's not, you know, the it's fashion very bizarre to me, but I, 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 well, I think that's great. Rakan Shams al-Din, who's the 30-year-old from Syria, who's actually doing very well, says, and, and, and so does uh, Kavid Kapoor, mm-hmm. right? They're saying that, like, the way they were raised, there's men don't do fashion, right? Right. So it's only in the coming, in, like, in these last years that people have actually even considered trying fashion in their countries, let alone leave the country to pursue it. Right. Right. So that's a that's a great thing that we're learning. Yeah, about. it's a really cool element. Right. So then we learn about uh, Frankie. Oh, Frankie. Oh, Frankie. Frankie is um, Frankie Lewis, right? She designs for plus size women, and we learn that she's been couch surfing after breaking up with her boyfriend and moving out of their house. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. Now this all happened apparently right before she left. Right. To come on the show. Yeah. So her whole plea throughout the entire episode is, I can't go home. I literally don't have a home to go yeah, home she was to. Tugging, tugging on the heartstrings a little bit. First episode, for sure. Right. <clears throat> yeah. for, first episode, 100% for sure. And it and I felt it. Did you feel it? Yeah, I think that, I mean, she seemed to me like the person you were kind of rooting for just because she kind of had the best, you know, heartstring story and... Also, she designs for plus size, which I think is also like another like socially conscious. I don't know. Like she seemed to have a lot going for her. In the- right. I think the producers wanted her to, to stick to around. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. To be like, this is this is the woman that we that we want America to get behind. Right. And she was really sweet and like very heartfelt. So. Yeah. Very heartfelt. Yeah. Then there's Hester Sunshine. My faith. This is your girl. That's my girl. Hester. But it's because I don't understand fashion to the point where I just want fashion to look as ridiculous as possible. This so. woman wears, she's like if Katy Perry and, and um, uh, what's the guy's name with the red hair that does the, the comedy? Richard Simmons? No, Carrot Top. Carrot Top. <laughs> if That's a Kay, good. If Katy Perry and Carrot Top had a sure. child <laughs> and exploded on a wall... That whatever the remnants would you peel off the wall would be Hester. Sunshine. Well, I don't even understand it because like there are clips. It it's like it seems like most people are getting the same interview, so they're wearing the same clothes. She's like wearing a different outfit in every single interview clip. It's I don't know if she's changing in between like sound bites, or she's just wearing the same thing. She's just putting it in different Accessories places. On? I have no idea. Or yeah, but <laughs> this is your favorite. Big you know, fan. All right. So, but but we can't figure out who she looks like. Yeah, who's she look like, everyone? She has, she has. Like I said this... Helena Bonham Carter. I said the um, girl from Cloverfield Lane. Um... No, 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 no. That girl's hot. Mary, uh, what's her name? I mean, I think that's her. So. She's, she's hot. She's hot. This girl's not hot. She's, she's quirky, 
But she has like this. She has like this tight jaw. Doesn't move her jaw when she talks. Type thing. And it's driving me crazy because she gives a certain look, and I'm like, "Aha! I know who she is." And then I, 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 if, if you, anybody out there listening to this, if there's anybody listening to this, please let me know who you think it is because it's driving me out of my mind. Um, Then we have Samoan-born Afa Alu. Afa, I like Afa. He's good, right? He's yeah. he's definitely he really, he was especially good in the first uh, episode. first episode, right? And he's yeah. making he's making a lot of he's kind of like our point of view on what's going on in the in the workshop, right? How do you feel that way? Um, he just because he's 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 saying what everybody's thinking, I think. Okay. Um, okay, so let's move on. So the first design challenge is that the judges come in and give their inspiration for what made them go into the profession, right? Right. So um, you have uh, Carly Kloss, right, who comes out and shows – she's like, what got you into your what, – what, what was your inspiration? And I was waiting for her to be like, uh, I was 13 and hot. Right, because that's probably the truth. That's the truth. <clears throat> but then she says this whole thing about like how, um, you know, she was awkward. It's every – Lie that, lie um, that every model shows. tells yeah. when they're you know they were 13 years old. I was so yeah. awkward, and then like Calvin Klein the wanted me to, to break out of my yeah, skin. They by just wanted me to my jaw and walking down and yeah, they just wanted me to wear underwear and walk down the the <laughs> runway and make like two hundred thousand dollars. And my mom was like, "You're so awkward." My friends at school hated me. No, they didn't. You were in New York. You didn't have any friends at school. <clears throat> you had other girls that were your best friends. We love models. We're not here to hate on models. I hate models. Brandon Maxwell shows a picture of his mom, Joan Collins. Dynasty realness in a fashion that uh, at a show. So his mother owned a clothing store. So he Mm -hmm. talks about how he was forced into being a, not forced, but like he had no choice. It's like kind of like if your dad was a baker, you're a baker. If your dad was a plumber, you're a plumber. His grandmother owned a clothing store, so he had to get into it. Mm-hmm. Nina shows a picture of her taking her in her first photo shoot, right? Which is, I think that's kind of cool. Yeah, it was cool with the balloons. Yeah, and she said she was um, a uh, intern, you know, and this was like the first thing that she did, and then she realized she wanted to work in magazines. And then you have Elaine, who's the new judge, who was the first senior editor for Teen Vogue, I believe. Right, 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 right. Um, she worked for. I like Elaine. She's cool and she's hot. Yeah, yeah. She worked for Ebony. Which features in the first? It was the cover that Serena Williams did. Right. Okay. So that's what it is. So they get broken up into different groups, right? And you have to design based on. They're not put into groups, right? They're did just. You do, did you do the older judge? What was hers? Did you do hers? Nina. Yeah, she's the one with the boat. Which one? The picture. Oh, did you already say that? Yes. Oh, I, sh- I start. All right, just I'll start just, listening. just just a. a, a I'm a, a couple. Of yeah, we're we're having some wine deep. and some uh, <laughs> some truly here. Truly, if you want to sponsor this podcast, I will truly take your sponsorship because White Claw sucks and Truly is truly better. Or Pinot Noir Shaw. Do not Charles. Do not promote people on my podcast. Okay. So uh, so anyway, so we go we go into the challenge. Okay. So it's you go based on whatever the picture is. It seems pretty simple. Basically, all you have to do in this challenge is say, let me just express myself the best that I can and throw a little bit of whatever the picture is in there. It doesn't fucking matter. Not really. Nobody cares about what the fucking picture is. It's a woman in a fucking suit. In a, in a, you know, that's the one you're talking about with the balloons, yeah. right? There's three women on a boat. There's Serena Williams in a fucking thing. Like, it doesn't matter. Just do something to get you through the first round. Right. 
That's right? good. Just do something that looks good, basically. Right. Frankie decides to make a strap-covered bodysuit to echo the one that Serena wore. Oh, Frankie. And then she slowly melts down. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was rough. Yeah. She is designing for plus-size women. That's what she says she does. Mm-hmm. She gets a plus-size model and fucks Just it up. Squeezes her into the worst... It it wasn't even it wasn't lacy, even lacy like it was like she took a bunch of shoelaces and just like tied up a model. It's like if I did paper mache, and I just fucking like started cutting newspaper and dipping it in glue and then throwing it at something. It's bad. <laughs> it's not good. Oh, you know what we haven't talked about? Who did we not talk about? Kavanaugh. Oh, Kavanaugh! I was expecting to uh, excel into the next round just because she was such a good supervillain. Well, she was also she, yeah, she was hot. She was from Nashville, which everybody loves Nashville. Nobody doesn't like Nashville. Yeah, I thought That's she was cute. You. I thought she was cute. You think that the the judge is hot? I thought that this girl was hot. I know. She's just, uh, I mean, not hot, but she's cute. She was like the cute girl. She was such a wah-wah. She was just such a downer. Well, she made comments like, I just need you to like sleep bitchy. on my rape. Like my rape. No, I don't like bitchy women. I just, I just, it was her... Whatever. It, I think it was more Nashville. The way that her face looks. It was more Nashville than anything. I'm a big country music I fan. Know. I think it was more Nashville. But then she was like, I just need to sleep on like a real bed. Like I don't really get like what it's like to like – I'm like I'm used to yachts. I'm used to designing in like high fashion areas. She just came off very – Entitled, very rich, Entitled, rich very quick, which you're right. We thought this was going to be our new villain. Yeah. Right? After, by the way – Don't give away anything. A really yet. great sob story from the first episode? Yeah. Don't give anything away. We're talking through the episode. I know. She gives so, a sob story about her dad who just recently died. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then turns into the villain. It was like kind of like a perfect weird mix to like fuck with your emotions. They could have done so much with her. It was very Glenn Closey. <laughs> what does that mean? I think that the I think the producers really wanted her to be good at what she does. Like but actually she, yeah, good. At, at good yeah. At, but she wasn't. She yeah. wasn't. Anyway, Kavanaugh was right, so right bad now, that at one point. She asked her model to help her sew. Yeah. Do you remember that? Yes, I do. Yeah. She asked her model to help her sew. <laughs> Very interesting thing to ask. Yeah. In a competition. Um, and her model agreed. All right. So let's, let's real quick, let's just get into the models real quick, okay? We have a whole other array of models going on right now, too. So we have... Am I gonna? Am I supposed to remember these models? No, 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 not the models' names. I'm talking about like the actual models. Yeah. All right. Because look, when I talk to my guy friends about The Bachelor, right? Mm-hmm. Certain guy friends would be like, "Oh yeah, fuck yeah, I watched The Bachelor. Why wouldn't you watch Twenty Four Hot Girls for you know six weeks going crazy? You know what I mean? That's true. Right. So some people, guys <laughs> that I know, watch Project Runway because of the models. Interesting. In past seasons, the models have been hot, mm-hmm. right? Because this is the first time they're trying to get social, socially conscious about it. They're getting socially conscious about the models. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, I want to give everyone context, too. I am less of a man than your normal friends, I feel like. I feel like that's I'm not, true. I'm not, an, alpha, I'm not an alpha male. Mara thinks I'm gay still. Right. Xyz.com, you can check it out. <laughs> <laughs> But you're still, you're still, like, you're not, you don't, you don't, you're not straightforward with your sexuality. No. Right. No, no, no. Right. You're not like this, uh, you're more, you're one. straight, but I'm not straightforward. Right. That's why I said forward. I don't lead with it. 
It's in the back way of my dark crevices. You're straight, but you're confused. Yeah. No, you're not confused. <laughs> you you know how to sail, but you're just letting the boat go wherever the fuck <laughs> it's going to go. <laughs> that's a good that's a good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's beautiful so, at, the, at at sea. Yeah, you just you, you're like I love the ocean. That's all <laughs> anyway. I, I just wanted you guys to get context that I'm not like a beer drinking. I am a beer drinking. I don't know what a sport is. <laughs> I've never seen a sport. You've seen sports. Okay, I've seen them in the background uh, while I'm drinking and and at a at a drag at show. a gay club. Right. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Okay. So that being said, we have. Um, Plus size models, yeah. This season, I think there's one very good looking uh, plus size model. Okay, and I'm not opposed to plus size models. I've been with larger women, and I, I'm I'm in I'm into uh, I can get into it. Okay, and then I, there's less good looking plus size models. I don't know how I feel about plus size models. Not not to say that I'm not how I feel about plus size women. I'm just saying I don't know. I like if it's such a hard line because it's like well. And I don't think that model models should be as skinny as they are. I get what you're saying, and I get where you're coming from. Because a model should represent an ideal that's based also on health right. and a lot of different factors. Right. I think models' main job is to showcase what clothes will look like before you purchase those clothes. But then supermodels, I don't know. If we, if we enter the supermodel realm... Victoria's Secret, for instance, right. if Victoria's Secret enter, ever en- enters the um, plus size game, I don't know if they have. That seems bizarre to me, right? Because that's like an ideal, like it's an ideal, right? Not that plus size women aren't attractive because they absolutely are, but the ideal, like I wouldn't, I wouldn't ever try to be the ideal man. That's Thor or whatever. Thor. Well, I'm just saying a giant, like a ripped dude. You know what I mean? I'm not gonna pretend like, oh, my body's beautiful because it's soft, because I uh, eat nachos and because I can't stop eating eating nachos. Um, but I'm still like proud of my body. Right. I have a soft, unideal body. Right. And I think that's my point. Is that like, <clears throat> it's not about. I don't care about size. I don't care about any of that other stuff. But I care about unhealth, being unhealthy. Right now, not that I'm the healthiest person in the world, but like you're the unhealthiest person. I am, but somehow not. it sustains. No, well, no, not food wise, but you're you're good at drinking. Rob can kick him back more hardcore than anyone I think I've ever come in contact with, and still not seem drunk at all. Well, that's just genetics, my friend. That's okay. just genetics. But like, I don't I don't think that we should be. <sighs> I think you're right. Like we like putting clothes on every woman should be, or every man. Well, because every man and every woman shops for clothes, and they need to see what the clothes are going to look like, and right. that totally makes but, sense. But but in but, but runway stuff isn't it, editorial stuff isn't. I don't. Nobody I, wears I, I that. I I okay. guess so. All right. All right. Anyway, we have tall. We have uh, plus size. We have transgender. Trans. We have transgender this year. The very first transgender model ever on Project Runway. Yeah. And I actually think that he, she is doing a very good job. So like, she. I have nothing to There's say. There's no he, she, she. Well, I don't know at what point he's like. She. Trans. She. Post-op? Like, I don't know, but they refer to themselves as she. Okay, she. I, yeah. She. I just was 
I'm very progressive, by the way. <laughs> yeah. So she says that she's the first trans model ever on Project Runway. She's very happy. And she's with our friend Kavid, Kavid Kapoor. Mm-hmm. And Kavid goes crazy over her. Right. Yeah. He's very excited. Well, he was excited about it being the first tra- trans. Right. The fir- but then he was also he like, was, you're so he was, beautiful. He was designing the thing for the the first transgender ever right. on the show, which I think, yeah, I think that that's what he, I think he was excited be. about that. And I think he was excited that she was so beautiful. Right. Sure. Okay. So, um, then we go, all right. So now the designs are happening, right? Tess is going, um, everybody's doing their, their little pictures that they're going after. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's really no drama in the first one, except for the fact that everybody's kind of like, a little crunch for time, a little crunch for money. Everyone's right? being pretty nice in the first episode. Yeah, they can't really find. No like, one's trying to come off as a dick yet. Right? They're 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 getting, they're getting used to like the like I don't know if it's like Top Chef. I don't know if two hundred and fifty dollars is a lot to go shopping for a design. Is that what it body. was? Yeah, so it was always two fifty for them to find it. Always for the last three episodes. Oh, it has been. Okay. It's so I don't know if that's like a thing. That I yeah, know. I don't know if that's a thing. Um, but so everybody's being kind of cool with each other. And it seems that, like, we're just kind of fixated on um, Kavanaugh, who was making a jacket and then decided to scrap it because she didn't have enough. Hester, who likes Tool. I don't know what that is. I know that as being a band and somebody that I want to beat up. She said likes Tool? She, she likes Tool. That's the fabric that she likes. Tool. Oh, yeah. I was confused by that, too. Yeah. I know the that's band's... Teal? The, no, that's tool a color. Tool is a fabric. Yeah. Okay. Um, the band's good. Uh, and then... It's debatable. And then... <laughs> I love the band. And then um, Frankie, who's just having a meltdown. Right. Right? Frankie can't get shit done. So um, Frankie experiences major construction issues to the... You know, she she's basically like at the end, like backstage gluing the shit together. Right? Mm-hmm. We go to the, the, the final or to the runway. Everything looks like... Sh- everything's... Renee looks great. And Tessa comes out of nowhere and looks great. Well, I I liked the front of Tessa's thing, but I didn't love the back. It looked like like seatbelts to me. I mean, it didn't. I don't, I don't know the the little stream like streamers. Mm-hmm. I didn't think looked good, but I also don't. There's so much shit in the fashion world that confuses me that doesn't look good to me that people see some sort of like idiosyncratic like little minutia like something yeah. that makes sense to them. They liked her buttons. They liked her buttons. Is basically what it. Oh, came they were like to seashell that. buttons. Or yeah, they were. Sea- yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Right? They were seashell buttons. Yeah, I mean, it's. Uh, I'll, I'll contextually, I'll just say also I just don't understand anything about the fashion world. Right. I'm a t-shirt and jeans kind of guy because I don't understand it. Me too, man. Cowboy boots. I'm fascinated by it. I like watching stuff like this to try to like learn, but it all seems ridiculous to me. It all it always looks ridiculous. It, I agree. I have 100%. Except I will say, well, we'll get to it. No, no. We'll, well, we'll get to it. All right. All right. We'll get to it. So anyway, so it's it's Kavanaugh and Frankie on the bottom, and then Renee and Tessa on the top, right? Renee's shit looks great, right? I loved what Renee did the, the, the best for sure. Right. Yeah. Um, for and some this, re- is, this is a person who doesn't understand fashion, so then I just try to trust, like, a very general instinct that I have. Right. And, like, when hers came out, it just seemed, like, super elegant. Yeah. And... Real. Real, and something that I would see in, like, a high fashion store. 
Right. I don't go into high fashion stores. They have a stick that they poke me with to go keep walking. To keep you away. Yeah. They're like, get, get out of here. What are you doing? You're wearing a baseball hat backwards. Get the fuck out of my area. Is it because you did something bad? No, I just, they just don't like me. What'd you do? I didn't do anything. You could tell me. I don't, I don't. We could always edit it out. No, I didn't, I didn't do anything. You have a restraining order? Do what? You have a restraining order? Strain, do I have a restraining order? <laughs> <laughs> I thought you said did you ever strangle? <laughs> I'm not, oh Jesus. Okay. Okay, anyway. I'll slow down with I do not have a restraining order <clears throat> yet. All right, go ahead. Um, so we get to the bottom two. It's Kavanaugh and Frankie. Frankie's losing her shit. Frankie's crying with everybody in the back. Now, in the back, before the act, the judges say who's going home, everybody's around Frankie. They're like, we love you, Frankie. We love you. We love you. We love you. Especially Kavid, right? Everybody's like, I love you. I love you. I love you. And then Kavanaugh's just kind of in the corner being like, whatever. This is also like Survivor, right? I mean, like, I don't know these, I don't know reality well enough to know, but they're also trying to, like, play at the audience's heartstrings a little bit too because people are like writing in and they're like we love this person and so the producers are like hey judges FYI well this is episode one nobody's writing in yet okay so you're wrong alright um but so but the producers you're right are like uh people are gonna love Frankie right Mm -hmm. so but Kavanaugh's in the corner like fuck everybody I made a black dress but I didn't I I made it I didn't fucking glue it together paper mache Mm -hmm. I'm gonna I'm gonna go through and who gets cut Frankie? No. no. Kavanaugh. Kavanaugh. <laughs> I did watch it. Um, Kavanaugh, yeah, gets cut, which is too bad because I think that she would have been a good good supervillain. She would have been a good supervillain, right? Yeah. Yeah. She would have been like the... Um, well, especially in sort of an eclectic kind of like with what's going on like in the world right now, like in, in kind of like a, you know, culturally diverse uh, season, she absolutely represented the like white rich girl perspective that would have been like yeah privilege like i mean she says at the end she's like i just want to go have my own bed and sleep on a real pillow (laughs) that was her exit that was her exit speech it wasn't like oh you'll see me one day i'm gonna be famous she was like i just want to i want to sleep on a real pillow my name's kavanaugh (laughs) with a c brett kavanaugh kavanaugh Oh, yeah. I didn't even think about that. <laughs> you didn't. No, I never, that never even crossed my mind. Time, I must I have like, blocked that guy out of my mind completely oh, wow. at some point because well, I didn't even think about him. He's going to do another political podcast and you guys can listen. To that. Okay. Episode two. Episode two is called The Future. Backless to the Future. Is that really what it's <laughs> That's called? That's what it's called. Oh, Jesus. Yeah. Backless to the Future is what it's called. I right? think the writers for this show are some of the worst around. No offense. Uh, they don't have to write. I mean, it's it's writing, but not so much as like all. The, when you see all these other reality shows, man, you'll be like, oh fuck, they're putting some effort into this shit. This one, they're like, I mean, Christian Soriano just comes through and goes, this looks like shit. Okay, so this one is <laughs> we go. All right, the design contestants enter a workroom that looks like uh, the Fifth Element. I was going to say in Beetlejuice when uh, they enter that room that has all the different like monsters or that turn into monsters later or whatever. Uh-huh. Yeah, that's no, that's right. That's good. So now what it is is I guess people – I guess it's a new thing that people are doing body enhancements, right? This is an actual thing? I thought I, this was just for the 
No, I think this is like what people are actually talking about shit going towards is body enhancements. <laughs> people will actually do that to their body? I think that's what they were saying. I think that was the whole point. Is that so now? So so people who haven't seen like it yet, implants to look like wings and shit. Yeah. So so there's some models there that like have neck implants that like make it look like a little cuff, and then they have things in their back that make it look like they have wings, and then they have like horns sticking out of their shoulders. Like there's some weird shit going on uh, in this model room in the workroom. Can't believe that's a real thing. Yeah. So it's not even going to be about fashion. It's going to be like how do you incorporate? It's very Black Mirror ish. Do you watch Black Mirror? Yeah, I love Black Mirror. Okay, good, good, good. Black Mirror is great. Um, it's very Black Mirror-ish in the sense of like, what are people, like what can you do to the human body to enhance it in the future, right? Right. This episode, I did not like. You weren't into it. It freaked me out. Creeps you out. I wanted to. You probably have one of those weird phobias where you don't like seeing different like texts or um, textures on like, ugh, the body and ugh. shit. I have eczema. I have eczema. I'm not afraid to admit that proud of you thanks thanks um, um but i'm not afraid i mean but i as, as, that kind of shit has freaked me out it's, i had no problem viewing it i just thought it was an i thought it was a ridiculous launch point to try to design clothing around so early in the season too i mean it was just silly it's, i eat when i watch my reality tv yeah right so like when i'm sitting there watching reality tv and then there's like spinal wings coming out and like horns and shit around the neck I didn't like it. You're not going to do it well in the Star Trek. I didn't. No, no, no. That deal. Future, I didn't like it gonna, at all. You're going to be grossed out. No, it's disgusting. I don't get it. Cyborgs, so this is a this is aliens an, come over. You're going to be. <laughs> I'm fucked. It's an installation called a human, right? And the uh, creator's name is Simon Huck, and he was all about being fucking like pretentious. Simon he Huck. He seemed very pretentious. Yeah, though. he was like, "This is my. This is how it is, and this mm-hmm. is my thing, and don't fuck it up." That's basically his thing, right. right? And you're like, nobody knows who the fuck you are, Simon Huck. Simon, who gives a huck? He's probably very successful, unfortunately. I don't, I don't know who He's he is. He's probably like well-known in like the underground pretentious scene. Yeah. So this <clears throat> is the first team challenge, right? So people are put together as a team. Yeah. All right. So we have to rush through this part because we're, 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 we're dragging. We're dragging. Okay. So they're put together on a team, and this is obviously where they're going to fucking have like Drama. Of course. Right? This is where the drama, drama, drama starts. So, like, episode two, we got to get people hating each other because episode one was too lovey-dovey. So, they start throwing people together, like, Garo, Hester, and Nadine are assigned to each other. Uh, Sebastian and uh, Afa and Tessa are assigned to each other. Layla, Venny, and Bichet are assigned to each other. Um, Renee and Frankie, Covid are all together, right? Mm-hmm. Um so this is where we see um, Covid and uh, Frankie and Renee. We kind of like focus on these three, right? Mm-hmm. Because Covid is—I don't know when an Indian, when a gay person with an Indian accent became careful, like careful, a careful, <laughs> became like sounding careful, like a four-year-old. Careful, careful. He, is, I he think, sounds I like think a four-year-old well, on I, too much sugar. I don't think it's. I don't think it's his voice. I think he just is very sort of petulant, petulant child like in his like overreactive persona it's it's like he saw it's like you took him to the zoo for the first time yeah, yeah, yeah. and he saw a lion yeah, yeah. and he's like oh my god yeah, 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 yeah. yay yeah. It, but that's all the time yeah and then when he's but sad, it seems genuine it doesn't seem like he's i don't know. putting anything on and then when know. he's sad he's like i'm very sad He's a cartoon character. I'm really, for sure. really sad, guys. I don't get this sad a lot. 
<laughs> impression. Um, he's great. I, I love him. <laughs> yeah, okay. So uh, we focus on them because they're having a lot of problems. Uh, Sonia, Rakan, and Jamal, um, they're doing okay. And then the other team that's having some problems is um, uh, Layla, Venny. No, they're doing good. Who's the other team that's having some problems? Um, uh, well, they were in the bottom, right? Yeah, they were in the bottom. Uh, I want to say Sonia, Rakan, and Jamal, I think, maybe. But anyway. I think people are getting a little uh, annoyed by Tessa, right? Well, Tessa had uh, immunity because she won the first one. Right. Right. But then she was like, she was, okay. She won the first one, so she had immunity. And then she became bossing people around. And this is where she we. Was, that's what I mean. She right. was bossing people. And then we found out that Tessa, oh, Hester. That it was the Hester Nadine group that really started kind of oh, getting right. at each other. Nadine yeah. starts becoming a little uh, villainized. Yeah, Nadine, because Hester started, she went back to Tool, and she started like saying, like, this is my fabric, my fabric, my fabric, and then like put other people's fabric away for the, for the money that they had and use more of hers, and then right. wound up not using her actual shit that she bought and then wanting to borrow Nadine's. Right, right. So right. Nadine was like, justified in being pissed off. Right. But Nadine's a 47-year-old mom of four yeah, who was like, fuck. go fuck yourself. Yeah. And then when Hester came over and tried to start like getting Nadine's shit and asking her for extra fabric, Nadine was like, oh, yeah, I'm not going to fucking do that. Right. This is, this is uh, one person gets eliminated, not the whole team, so you can go fuck yourself. Mm-hmm. Right. And then Tessa was getting bossy, and we found out in this episode also that Tessa doesn't know how to design or create. She doesn't know how to put things together. She knows how to have the image and, and design, other people to work. but not put it together. In d- depending on what it is, but yeah. right. But she had her. She had uh, um, what's his nuts? Uh, Sebastian constructed for her. Yeah, remember, Sebastian was like the saint of this episode. Yes, yeah, Sebastian was the saint of this episode. Sebastian's the one that that came through for Tessa and for their whole team. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, Hester made it very clear that she's not a team player. She doesn't like to be on teams. And Hester and Nadine went at each other pretty hard. Mm-hmm. And Hester's your favorite. Hester is my favorite. But just based on the way that she looks. That's it. Yeah, it's very superficial. Okay. I like that she looks insane. I li- If I'm watching a show about fashion... I'm simplistic in that sense where I like that she looks ridiculous. Okay. So let me ask you a question. In your in your dating life, is that how you are? Are you very looks-based? Don't take too long on this pause because, you know, there's a lot of people listening. And I'm just going to keep vamping until you say something because uh, there's no dead air on podcasts. All right. We'll move on. So uh, we go down the list. They all come up with certain things. Nobody's cohesive. All they had to do was be cohesive. That was it. They just had a cohesive look. Sebastian pulls it ahead for the their team, for um, Tessa and all them, right? Who else was on that team? Uh, it was Tessa, um, Sebastian, and where are my notes? Why did you ask me a specific thing? Thing okay. I don't remember. It's okay. Can... Oh, I think Alpha. Okay. Right. It was. It was, was Alpha. Yeah, yeah. yeah, I think Alpha. Um, so <laughs> those guys fucking killed it again, right? 
Um, even Sebastian even came up with a little purse idea within 30 minutes. So we know Sebastian's talented at Sebastian's this point. Sebastian's dope. Right. Good then man. Covid, Renee, and Frankie. Renee decides to let those guys be themselves because she has nine kids. She's not going to hold anybody back from being themselves, right? So she lets them go be themselves, but they don't have a cohesive flow. No, Frankie's not good. That was the only thing they needed. So they're at the bottom again, and I think this time, Covid starts freaking out. He starts crying. Everybody hates seeing him sad because he's a four-year-old, and nobody <laughs> likes seeing four-year-olds sad. I do. He's lost at the park, and nobody can, I can't find my mommy. And they're like, oh, you ran off, but it will be feel sad for you because it's your fault because you're an idiot. <laughs> um, you blame the four-year-olds? Yeah. You're a four-year-old blamer. Don't let go of your mom's hand. That's all your you had to do. Your mom shouldn't let go of your hand. No, you ran off. Covid ran off. He's the four-year-old that ran off and like decided to go chase a butterfly somewhere, and now he's fucking lost. Gonna be a good dad. Yeah. Well, and then so Renee's uh, like, you know what? I'm just gonna let everybody be themselves, and it kind of shoots her in the ass because there's no cohesiveness. And then Renee's kind of watching over everybody else lose their shit, and then she can't focus on her own. Renee's shit. the patron saint. I mean, she's kind of just like yeah, very zen. Yeah, she's like, I, 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 she knows she's good. Renee knows she's good. Everybody yeah. else doesn't. She doesn't really have much to prove. It's, right. It's, she's Everybody like, on this other... You like it or you don't. Right. So COVID's crying. He has a, uh, he, he has a major fuck up with his sewing machine. He, like, there's a whole thing going on with COVID. He's just, he's just losing his shit. So we get down to the bottom of it. And honestly, it's between COVID. All right, so, so to, to win... It comes down between Sebastian and Tessa again, mm-hmm. right? Tessa's in the top again, even though she can't design worth sh- I mean, she can di- design, but she can't sew or do any of that other shit, right? Sebastian comes up with this flawless thing yeah, and Sebastian's wins. Sebastian's great. Right. He wins, right? So then we're down to Kavid and Frankie for bottom. bottom. And Frankie <laughs> basically made the same dress that Kavanaugh made. In the first one, mm-hmm. and the judges were like, "We gave you one chance. We can't give you a fucking other chance. Like we were really rooting for you. Now we're not. In fashion, you're in one minute, and the next, you're out. Frankie is out of Bye, that Frankie. episode. Yeah. All right. So now we're moving on to episode three. Three. Yeah. All right. So the thing with. This production company, the same, it's, it's called Tiny Little Elves. Okay. They, did, they do Top Chef. They do all kinds of stuff. So they, they like to, like, focus on people that are going to be, like, their main f- protagonists for that episode. Okay. So whenever you get a backstory for somebody, you're like, oh, they're going to, something's going to happen with them, mm-hmm. you know? So we, in the beginning of the episode, we learned that Kavid Kapoor's brother died early. Yeah. Right? It was the second death in the uh, season. Right. Right, because it was Kavanaugh's dad in mm-hmm. the first season yeah. or the first episode. That's right. That's what That's right. was confusing to me. Um, uh, and then Nadine, who was fighting with Hester in episode two, mm-hmm. they got into it a lot. She's already being like bitchy in the in like the first three minutes of yeah. this episode. She's like, "Why aren't y'all washing your dishes? Why aren't you picking up your shit? I miss my family. Fuck all of y'all." Mm-hmm. So now we have a new villain. Villain. Yeah. Right. She's a mother of four. She's forty-seven. Um, yeah, she's it's. An, oh, you know, who else is a kind of a villain. Who Tessa? Yeah, a little bit because she's kind of like. But she's here's here's my theory. They're painting her maybe as the. What was that movie with uh, Meryl Streep? There's she's done a shit ton of movies, man. 
What do you, she that, did one movie. What do you mean that movie with Meryl <laughs> Streep? <laughs> what was the fashion movie that she... Oh, Devil Wears Prada. Devil Wears Prada. I never saw that. You saw Devil Wears Prada? Of course I saw Devil oh Wears Prada. God. It's a fucking brilliant movie. <laughs> and you're having trouble like talking about Project Runway and you watch Devil Wears I'm Prada? I'm not having trouble talking about it. I'm really enjoying talking about it. It's reality versus cinema. I love cinema. Okay. Any kind of cinema. Okay. No matter how gay it is. Yeah, you can call it cinema, so that's gay. <laughs> I love motion pictures. Okay. Moving pictures. All right. Um, in The Devil Wears Prada, Meryl Streep's character, who is the, uh, whatever, editor-in-chief of Vanity Fair or whatever, I don't know, okay. is this very, like, efficient and powerful and very sort of, like, scary sort of villainous woman, right? Right. That's how I think they're pushing Tessa. I think they're like, you're talented, mm-hmm. but you're also kind of a, kind of a bitch but and you're, she's in you're, a boss, you're a boss bitch right she's a boss bitch yeah yeah, yeah. Right, but right, right. not nadine they're absolutely villainizing nadine in in a in a like a incompetent way okay that's my theory i'll take that i like that i like that a lot uh but both villains for sure okay so this challenge right they come out in this challenge um sebastian has immunity right that's i get that's what you get when you win um and then it's a single print challenge okay so, head to toe, one print, which I guess Valor doesn't count. I guess all the mafia people from 1955 to 1995, like, I guess that doesn't count as, like, fashion because that's what everybody in Long Island wore that entire time. I have no idea what you're... What do you mean, like, the... Every, every mafia movie you've ever seen has... The women are wearing leopard print from head to toe. Uh, okay. the, the guys are wearing... Velour jumpsuits from head to toe, like I guess that doesn't count. Now, now single prints back in, I guess. But that probably does count to them. I don't know. They probably do factor those things as like fashion icons of a certain. They didn't say that. They didn't say that. They didn't say like Gotti. (laughs) Got it like Gotti. Oh, that's a new. That's a new thing. Got it like Gotti. I got it like Gotti. You should write for the fucking show. Yeah, I got it like Gotti. They have bad writers. (laughs) <laughs> I'm Gambinoing this like the Gambinos. No, that probably doesn't work keep, as well. You know, we'll keep. Speaking. Yeah, I'll, 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 I'll just, I'll keep, I'll keep pitching. I'll keep pitching ideas. <laughs> you just said the same words twice. <laughs> um, I'm gambling like the Gambinos. All right, that's a little yeah, better. better. I'll, I'll, I'll just, I'll keep spitballing. I'll keep spitballing. Um, so now they don't have their own model, so now they have to choose a model, and I only bring this up because, or, or they have to, they can't choose a model. They have to randomly pick a model. Mm-hmm. of cards right now i bring this up because you don't know if you're designing for a plus size woman or right. what you i mean you know before you start doing it but like what if you're not good at doing plus size women no i would i would assume that's extremely difficult to go from the kind of standard skinny runway model to a plus size like that seems like a huge learning curve for me right right so nadine our new evil yeah contestant She's not happy. She gets a plus size. She's get plus size. Right. And she's like, I, I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to do plus size. Yeah, and she's really like digging her grave. Right. So um Rakan, right, the Syria guy who was like one of the main guys in the first couple episodes or like the first episode, he was like, I'm good. Mm-hmm. Like people know I'm good. I'm from Syria, I'm good. Uh, he gets a little backstory about being uh, from Syria and all that other stuff, which is a big deal. You know, they kind of go into that a little bit. Um, then we get our guest 
consort? What do you want to call her? Guest uh, helper? Basically, Christian Soriano, but a guest. Right. What do you? What yeah, do you I didn't it? understand why they brought her on. Other what? Other than to just like have someone famous. Yeah. But take this, on his. But this girl. So spot. this. So this. So this is when Sean and I go. Who the fuck is this? The, well, all the designers. Lot. I learned a lot from watching this. Yeah. I'm very. I'm very amazed by yeah. what I learned. All the designers walk into the room and they are like, oh my God, holy shit. I mean, it might as well have been fucking Mick Jagger standing right, there. Right, right, right. Um, and it was this girl that Sean and I looked at each other and we're like, who the fuck is this person? And it's this white, blonde haired woman. The whitest, blondest haired woman. Right. Her name is Marnie Sinofonte. Sinofonte. I'm going to say that. Sure. Sinofonte. Sounds right. Yeah, she's an influential stylist. She's the most influential stylist in the world. In the world. Is what we were told. By Cristiano, whatever his name is. Right. Suriano. In the world. She's a celebrity stylist. She's, she did uh, Lemonade for Beyonce. You guys, she did Lemonade. One of the most incredible... Uh, black female empowerment art pieces of the last decade was designed by the whitest woman I've ever seen. The whitest, rich-looking, rich, white girl I've ever seen. Um, (laughs) And by the way, that doesn't matter. Of course that doesn't matter. No, but if you saw... As long as it's good, but it really surprised... It took me by surprise. If you watch watch the actual show and you see the pictures of her modeling her own stuff, it is cringeworthy. If you guys have seen Lemonade, you know what I'm saying. It's like the most incredible... Like, have you seen Lemonade? No. It's fucking amazing. I mean, I saw I saw parts of it, but I, it was a long story. But I mean, the whole the whole thing is about like a, a, you know a black woman's story, right. and the fact that that all was designed by this girl is insane. Anyway, that doesn't matter. If you're a good designer, you're a good designer. Yeah. Well, apparently, she's just comes up with ideas, and what we learned through this episode, she'd be like, "What about what about like a thermostat?" What if you were a thermostat? <laughs> this is where fashion gets insane for me because this is where I think I could just be like absolutely be a fashion designer. Yeah. Everything that she was saying, I was like, oh, I would have come up with a dumb idea like that that I thought would have been shot down. If, but in fashion, I guess if, you, if you're like popular at the moment, you can say you anything. Can say anything. Like, like, what about dog shit? <laughs> what, if you, what if you just take dog shit and you just put it like as a hat? Like a dog Wait, shit that hat. That's actually kind of interesting. No. What is it's that not. saying? It's saying that your shit don't stink. No, that's why, like, when I watch fashion shows, it's, like, so confusing to me because the most ridiculous things tend to get, like, the most acclaim. Yeah. But that that hasn't been the case with this show. My instincts have been right on this show, and this is what I'm getting to in the third the third act here, the final act. You continue. Well, she, you know, she also designed for Caitlyn Jenner. Oh. Well, I don't know. I don't know what I'm like, <laughs> Caitlyn Jenner. I, don't, I, just, I don't know what to say to that. Like, heels? <laughs> like, Put on heels? I mean, I don't know. That dress, the Vanity Fair dress or whatever, that's like iconic, I guess. Is it? Or is it iconic that Caitlyn Jenner was in it? It, of course, is iconic for that reason, but also it made her look beautiful. So that makes it iconic. Oh, Rob's playing with his beard. I don't know. I don't know. You don't think Caitlyn Jenner is beautiful? I do not think Caitlyn Jenner is beautiful. I do not either, by the way. And that's not bigoted. That's just something that's that's true. Yeah, that's not being any kind of prejudice. It's just, like, I just don't find her attractive. Not a good-looking girl. Not a good-looking woman. 
Uh, decent for her age, but not good looking. Diane Lane's yeah, yeah, decent yeah, yeah. for her age. Well, she's beyond decent yeah, for her age. Yeah, beyond. But Diane Kate, Lane's Kate, insanely Yeah, attractive. I don't... I don't fuck. No, I'm, I'm not, not into Caitlyn Jenner. I'm not into Caitlyn Jenner either. Yeah. So. Anyway, so back to uh, COVID, right? So he's meeting with uh, the designer, mm-hmm. right? Who's taking over for Christian's job, Marnie. And uh, she suggests gas masks or surgical masks. Surgical masks, yeah. Like she goes, you know what people are wearing in India now? Because he's Indian. Is those those things that keep the germs out, the masks. Sure, and he's like, yeah. Oh my god, yes. Yeah, this is another part of when fashion just becomes absurd to me. It's like that notion is so preposterous. She can literally and say anything right. to these people and they're gonna be like, right. Oh my god, but you're we'll get a to what the judges genius. actually say. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. So he's like, Oh my god, yes, as you're an inspiration. Mm-hmm. She's like, Yeah, I know. She's like, She's go, like with Beyonce, already told go with it. Go with it. Go with it. Yeah. So then uh, Hester comes in, and Hester is like, "I'm just going to design this." And her shit, <laughs> picnic chic. That's if somebody said that what you just said on the show, it would make more sense. Right. Nobody said picnic chic. It, it's literally <laughs> every Italian tablecloth in every restaurant that you can go into. It's like what you wrap submarines in. Yeah, yeah. It's it's the worst thing I've ever seen. Maybe because it's, it's a pattern, yes, but it's a picnic table pattern. Right. It's a tablecloth. I actually don't even understand why she chose that period at all. Like that is clearly a design that we all recognize as something, and it was never addressed at all. No, nobody was ever like, "What's making?" Oh no, no, no. She, she did, said she, it. She, she, she said it, it in the end. Yeah, she said it. But she said it. None of nobody else said it. Yeah, it's kind of yeah, weird. it's fucked up. Uh, so then Tessa decides that she's a minimalist. After all this stuff, after all all three episodes, Tessa decides she's a minimalist. <laughs> this is a new trend. This are you a minimalist? Do you know what a minimalist is? Yeah, I am a minimalist. Are you? Mm-hmm. In what sense? Um, kind of refined, subtle, um, educated. No, you're not educated. <laughs> If you guys saw the way he looked at me just now, it was really painful. Um, Yeah, no. So this is a new trend. I am a minimalist as far as... uh, Actually, that's not true. Yeah, you're not. I'm not a minimalist. You're not a minimalist. So... But I appreciate minimalism. I don't. You don't at all? No. So so, um, I follow other reality shows, obviously. Yeah. uh, Which we'll get into later. I'm going to have to find... If anybody out there is a straight or any kind of male that... Uh, likes beer chugging in lawn mowing and all this stuff and watches TLC. I'm having a hard time finding people that watch Little People Big World, which I love, and another TLC show, which is very controversial. But there's these TLC shows that where everybody's hey, going one, minimalist. One, I can't tell you. Okay. Because it's controversial. All right. But they're going minimalist. They're going minimalist on it. And everything's minimalist. And all you're doing is just you're poor. It's like a new word for poor. What? What are you considering minimalist? Throwing all your shit out and like not buying stuff. Like for example, Zach on Big on Little People Big World is like, oh, we don't need that many hot dog buns. I'm a minimalist. We need beans. And it's like, no, you're just fucking cheap. That's that's it. In the world of fashion or design or whatever, minimalist doesn't have to. I mean, it's not. It's. I don't know if that 
factors into the the food industry. I mean, min- okay. m- minimalist is like not not chaos. Colors. Like right. not. I mean, it's okay. Just, I understand that. I get I get that point now. I get that. I guess maybe I heard it too much in the last couple of days that it it's like a trigger for me. <laughs> I want to throw things at people that they need to sur- to survive that are minimalist. Well, it's funny because I actually am minimalist in the things that I like to view. But then when I'm decorating my own place, it's like all sorts of shit. Oh, I'm the opposite. Look at my apartment right now. I don't even have something on this wall right here. No, you're kind of a minimalist. Maybe that's why you're triggered. No, I'm just poor. (laughs) Yeah, but you're a minimalist by default. I'm a a forced minimalist. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Uh, So in this episode also, Christian starts throwing shade. Christian is walking around now. Now, I think the producers were like, Christian, you're pretty boring, man. You're not Tim yeah, Gunn. And I, thought, to, he was, I to, thought he was very boring in the first yeah. two episodes. Christian, you need to start being an asshole to people and start telling them how it is for real because you're just kind of walking around saying, nah. Yeah. He's very meh. So now he's walking around being like, I don't like that. And maybe it's this other girl that's with him now doing his job for him. Oh, she made him rise to the occasion. Probably. By the way, she's way better at his job than she is. He is or she's, she is? He's way better. She's way better at his job <laughs> than she is. Right. Right. Um, I like the sassy guy because I like that character in uh, these shows. Mm-hmm. But man, he is he's getting sassy. He's getting a little sassy now. They take, up, they take all the people to the accessory wall. The producers obviously were like, your fashion sense is great, but let's go look at the shoes and the belts and the... They put a fanny pack on somebody, but they don't put them on the. Uh, they don't put the fanny pack on the fanny. They put it across their chest. So fucking, I don't know what to say about it. It's so confusing. It's, um, it really is. I don't know what fashion is anymore. That's why I just wear jeans and a fucking cowboy boot and a backwards hat. You just wear one cowboy boot. Cowboy boots. Um. <laughs> what a dick. <laughs> what a douche. Guys. What are we talking about? Oh, yeah. So then um, we go to the judges, right? And uh, the judges are... The reason I like the sassy gay man in shows like this is because there's no one that can say things more painful than a really short, skinny, sassy gay man. Right, which is Christian Shoriano. And I think he's going to get bigger and bigger over the over the season. Yeah, they can say one word and be like, you could be like, "Oh my god, it's so they're just their delivery right. is so painful that I think it's great. I'm right. really glad that he's going in that direction." Say say like say like, "I think I'm going to go for a bike ride today." Watch. Uh, I think I'm going to go for a bike ride today. Really? <laughs> see, it's not it's cuz I know you and it's not painful. Yeah. But, but I like, can see what you're yeah. saying if it was him. Yeah. And if he said that, it would be super painful. Yeah, it would hurt. You'd be like, I'm not going on a bike ever They just cut really deep really quickly. Yeah, I understand. Uh, So then they come out to the judges. And (laughs) again, just like this fucking guest consultant, who the fuck's the other judge? Yeah, mustache. Who is that guy? Mustache man. Mustache man in double jean jackets. But people probably know who these people are. He's He's wearing a jean shirt, a jean jacket, and then another jean jacket. And these are the people I'm supposed to be saying that they're the leaders in their industry. But it's because you just don't understand that ensemble. Okay. But they also always give, on this show, they always give one credit. They're like, oh, that's John Applebaum. He designed Danzig once. 
Danzig. <laughs> I think he's. I don't know where Danzig I think you just showcased uh, how out of the My loop you are. Did. Um, yeah, I don't think Danzig would be a selling point. It was Rihanna. By the way, oh, it was twice, Rih- twice Rihanna. It was Rihanna. You're so right. it's funny because Rihanna you were, is. You were, it was Rihanna. That's way, that's way different than Danzig. That's well, Danzig is just as good uh, artistically as Rihanna. Right. I'm just kidding. Right. No. Um, <laughs> Danzig. Um, I haven't talked about Danzig since <laughs> okay, high school. Let's, let's stop talking about Danzig. So it was Rihanna, but but they always sponsors the show. But they also God, I wish. But then they but they also were like he designed Rihanna once. Okay. It, it, but that's Brandon all it takes Maxwell. For a Brandon Maxwell designed Michelle Obama once. It's like, it's all it takes. Okay, I guess you design one day you're one in one celeb, yeah. get one fucking photo op, and then you're in. And one day it. you're in, the next, you're out. See, God, it all I comes back to that phrase. Um, Sebastian is. Oh, so we learned that Sebastian is cleaning houses for a living. Sebastian. So now he's our new Frankie. Definitely loves Sebastian. Well, he's he's way better than Frankie. Right, I mean, but he's, he's our not, new he's our he's new the like talented Frankie. He's our yeah. new teardrop. Wait, you're sub, you you you're cleaning houses? That's how he's like. Yeah, that's how I pay my rent. That's how I get my fabric. Also, just was not interested in telling that story. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah that's a yeah, that's my life. Yeah, he threw it out on the runway. Whatever. So now so now he's our guy. We're like he's this, been he's been my guy. I mean, look, I say Hester just because I like how stupid she looks, but like Sebastian's been my guy from the get go. He's right. like the best the right. kindest right and just like the coolest like he's just chill okay so he's your favorite he's your he's, he's my your... favorite i just like how ridiculous hester and he just keeps getting better you don't like garong i liked his look his striped look the pink and the pink and the stripes oh god no god <laughs> oh so yeah so this is so we're here yeah are so we talking here. about the actual outfits yeah so we're talking about the outfits. i just wanted to say i wanted to say that i i'm proud of myself internally as i was watching this with you because i was watching this with rob and rob was against he was very outspoken about the, the outfits that he was against and he was for and I was just kind of like internalizing it because I was a little insecure because I was like Rob must know about this world more because he watches this more often anyway we get to the to the judges and I pretty much am 100% in agreement with whatever the judges said and Rob was wrong so anyway well they were they were talking about Hester, I mean Hester's picnic guy girl they they love but here's what i said in my head i said yeah the pattern's weird but but the uh construction of it the composition was nice right in my head i didn't say this aloud you didn't this say is what i was thinking in my head and then what i was thinking about the jumpsuit was it looked like a shitty candy cane no it doesn't it looked it great it looked ridiculous no it looked great that looked great i i, I disagree i'm starting to realize that i might belong in this world in this community and anyway i I said what the judges ultimately ended up saying. Well, they they said that they said that Hester's picnic look was more her. I and liked, I agreed with that. Yeah, you did. I've been waiting for her to branch out because I love Hester, and I've been waiting for her to look, for the models to look like how she looks in the interviews. Okay, so now we're back to um, uh, Nadine, mm-hmm. who starts talking shit about. Her model, model to her model to her model. First of all, we 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 skip the fact that she went when when her model was actually trying shit on. She was teaching her model how to walk, how to walk. right? Which is just derogatory. 
Then when they're on the run, when they're getting by the judges, they're getting judged, um, she says that she's too big to design for and that she wanted to do a certain thing and she basically calls her fucking model fat. She said, I wanted to design something that didn't make her look bigger. Bigger. That's yeah. crazy yeah. to say right in front of your model. Yeah. By the way, this model is attractive. This is she's what I was just, talking about earlier. Yeah, of course she's attractive. Who, who, as far as plus size models go, and like, you know, I was honest about right. early on. It's not like I'm like into big girls per se. She's really attractive. Right. And it was really fucked up. It was a fucked up moment. It was a fucked up moment. Uh, so Nadine, our town villain, she um, starts arguing with the judges because the judges call her out on that. Mm-hmm. Brandon Maxwell says, Brandon Maxwell says, you know, you can't say that in front of your your model. That's rude. She starts arguing back, which I love. I love when they start arguing back with the judges because then they're being like, you know what? Who the fuck are they're you? Just, they're just silly. Yeah. Well, well, this it's, it's, I mean, there's this kind of a truth to it because it's like you get chosen to be the, the judge, but also who the fuck are you? If we're all designers, I can do what you can do. Right. But what they were pushing back against was common courtesy. Right. Dignity. Right. Right. Uh, <laughs> I wrote down the Dean hates fat people. Right. And it's true. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right, so now we're going to play live. We're going to play the oh, shit. the results. Did we talk to everyone? That was every. That was everything. We're going to play the live results, and I'm going to pause it right now and then come back with the results. I think. See you guys soon. All right, hold on one second. Oh. <laughs> oh okay. Well. Tron and I decided to do that live, and that uh, that was a surprise. First of all, Hester winning in the uh, picnic gown. Right. And I'm very happy for my girl Hester. I didn't uh, think that deserved it, but I, I'm, I, I'm happy she's coming into her own, and she's, she's doing her own thing. Yeah, that was, a, that was a, like a last-second shot at the buzzer for March Madness right there. I didn't think Hester. And then the person that you lost— hated, You hated that. I didn't like it. And then the person that lost was— Nadine. Nadine. And she was not happy. No, she was not happy, and she was not happy that whole episode. No, she was ready to go. Yeah. Yeah, she was So a... they were turning her into a supervillain, super right? which would have been good for the show if she just was not... She was, like, over everything. Yeah, I think so she was like, over everything. If she was like, no, fuck these people, yeah. it would have been better. But no, she was like, I want to go home. She's like, I want to yeah, go home. No, kids. fuck this. Get the fuck out of here. I think she's just a sore loser. What it so comes too, down yeah. to, she's just a fucking sore loser. Yeah, but she had a bad, she had a bad uh, episode. She had a bad episode. It sounds like she, she had, had a bad episode. episode. Sounds like she had a seizure. All right. Well, so how did you enjoy your first, uh, your first project runway experience there, Sean? I feel like I could do this. I'm gonna fucking go out for this next season. Where are the auditions and and how like how do I apply? Because well, you don't have to do that. What you have to do is you're going to be my project runway. Ru- ru- one way. You're going to be my project runway guy from now on. It's only episode three. Yeah. There's like 20 episodes. No, but I'm going to go out for it, too, and I'm going to win it. All right. I have to figure this shit well, out. Well, you just start paying this attention to shit. It's not that hard, right? <laughs> it's I not. A, Obviously, all you have to do is One take, of my good friends is like a top designer, so I feel bad saying that, but, but it's My not sister's that hard, a designer. Man. All you have to do is take like that little uh, pillow right there and then That's turn what it I mean. into it's a like thing. I could just turn this whole couch into like the fucking winner of last season. Yeah. 
Well, guys, that's our episode. Remember that if you enjoyed this, please subscribe. We are available on your favorite uh, directories such as iTunes, Stitcher, Google Play, TuneIn, Spotify, and iHeart. You can find us at Believe.com and at Believe Podcasts. Please rate the show on iTunes. And if you want to follow me on Instagram, it's at Foreverzevers, E-V-E-R-S, E-V-O-R-S. Every week I'll let you know what we're going to be doing the next week. So if you have any questions you want answered or comments that you want me to throw in and discuss with my guest, please feel free to DM me. Next week I will be doing Summer House with my friend Brett Gursky. You know Gursky. I love Brett. Yeah, he's great. He's a director. He's a He knows everybody in town. He's a fucking great guy. And we're going to talk about Summer House on Bravo. It's like five episodes in. The shit that's going on in that house is crazy. Um, I'm excited to talk about it, but until next week, guys, thanks for tuning into my first episode and Sean wing. Thank you very much for being my first guest. Thank you, Rob. I enjoyed it. Did you? I think so. Do you, did you really? We'll see what I said. I, All right, I was drunk through half of it, <laughs> which is the point. All right, guys, I appreciate you tuning in and remember reality TV. It's realer than real. Thank you for listening to believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.